My name is Katie Blummer, and my passion is helping women learn how to put themselves first. I learned all the tools for success on my own 12-year journey that has led me to finally figuring out how to live my best life. My journey included overcoming body image issues and yo-yo dieting, climbing the corporate ladder to a multiple six-figure career, navigating mom guilt through a 60-hour work week, turning around marriage issues, and much more. Now I'm truly living my best life, and I've pretty much become obsessed with teaching others my tried and true methods for creating balance, maintaining healthy habits, improving your relationship, career development, and how to stop tying your value and worth to the way you look and how you serve others. I'm so passionate about helping others learn this that I created the Working Mom Happiness Method to help you get there too. So if you're ready to learn how to live your best life, pull up a chair or put on your walking shoes and get ready to dive in. This is the Working Mom Happiness Method podcast. Okay, welcome to the Working Mom Happiness Method podcast. This is episode seven, and I am so excited because this is a really special episode. This is my first time ever doing an interview on the podcast, so messy action here, full disclosure. Uh, I have Rachel on with us, and Rachel took the Working Mom Happiness Method, the the full program in early 2021. And so she has been so kind to come on and talk about her experience in the program. So so today, just to be clear, we are pausing. We've been working on the actual program through episodes one through seven. Now we're going to pause for this interview with Rachel, which I'm so excited about, and then we'll pick back up after this. And occasionally I will do interviews throughout, interviews with women who've taken the program and then interviews where we do a little bit more sort of coaching with working moms, that kind of a thing. But this is the first time. So uh, I'm really excited. I know Rachel's really excited. And Rachel, thank you so much for being here. And our purpose for this episode is so you can learn a little bit more about uh, the working mom happiness method, the benefits that come out of it. But also what Rachel and I are hoping is to just give you a little bit of insight as to how she accomplished, because she had some awesome accomplishments that she's going to talk about with you, but give you a little bit more information on how she accomplished these things as part of the working mom happiness method, and th- that hopefully those might be able to help you as well in your journey. So Rachel, I'm going to turn it over to you. Why don't you just um, just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about you? Okay. Yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Um, I got goosebumps just listening to you talk about it and remembering all, all my fun stuff. So um, my name is Rachel. I am a mom of two kids um, who are human children, and I have one dog child. So she's my favorite child. Um, and everyone knows that it's known around the house that she's my, she's my favorite one. (laughs) Um, but my boys are eight and 10. Um, I've been married to my husband for 11 years. Um, and we are just busy. I have, um, full-time work. Um, I've recently graduated with my bachelor's degree. So full-time student, um, you know, having the kids at home, during the pandemic was definitely interesting. And um, I work as a program manager for a company that sells gift cards. I work in the e-commerce division, so doing um, websites online. So it's pretty fast-paced, super busy, (laughs) and um, just great, great now. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. And 
I feel like you are just fit right into like that perfect mold of working mom, you know, um, very committed to your job, very much full-time demanding job, all of the things. So you were and are still juggling all of the life things, right? Trying to juggle how to spend time with the family, how to spend time with the husband, um, the household things with, of course, the job. So that totally makes sense. Um, Okay, so tell us a little bit about some of the things that you were struggling with before you started the program. So just kind of what, what were your biggest focus areas coming in or your pain points coming into starting the working mom happiness method? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that this is the thing that is so interesting to me about your program and how it works is I came to you for something very specific. So I, um, was diagnosed with a liver disease at the end of 2019, I believe. Um, and no, 2020. And so I, um, I needed to change my diet. I was severely overweight. Um, and I just had really, really bad habits, really bad relationship with food. And I had been following you for quite some time on social media. And, um, you had talked about in one specific day, you had talked about how you had worked with a therapist, um, to work through some of your issues with food. And I just reached out to you that day being like, I need that therapist's name, right? And so um, instead of, you know, just giving me the name and moving on with my life, you started talking to me about this program and like um, everything that you're doing. And immediately I was hooked, you know? So when I first came in, I really just wanted a phone number. But then it turned out that like, as I started talking and going through all of these things that it wasn't just this tiny space. It was so many things. So um, I, I, you know, developing healthy habits was definitely my whole reason for for contacting you and starting this. Um, But I got help with setting boundaries, with having boundaries with my family, with my work, um, with my extended family. Um, I got uh, help with communication, just speaking to my husband in a way that makes us work as a team. I got help with mom guilt, like all these things I didn't even know that I really was struggling with, you know, that were the thing that pointed to the unhealthy habits with food, um, the unhealthy relationship with food. So it was great that I uncovered all of that stuff when, I mean, I really didn't even think I needed help in that area, you know? So it it is, it's so amazing. And I can remember when you came to me that day we talked about that. We talked about how our relationship with food is actually, it's impacted by everything in our life, right? I remember we kind of went there right in that first Mm -hmm. just little informal call that we had to kind of talk through some of this stuff. And it, it is interesting, the trickle effect that it has out into our whole lives. And one thing I do want to make clear for anyone who's listening is that um, I'm obviously not a doctor and I'm not a therapist. And Rachel was working with actual medical doctors as well. So this was more of like the life coaching component of her journey. And she absolutely had medical doctors. So I wasn't advising her on anything medical. We were working on um, mindset, right? Mindset yes, absolutely. and strategy, life strategy, how to fit these things in, um, and all, all of that good stuff. So I just want, I do like to clarify that I'm not a doctor or a medical professional or, or a therapist. This is more just mindset and strategy tools, uh, that, that we worked on, but 
those can be game changers. Uh, so, okay. So you touched on, so your biggest reason, um, was this health issue that you had going on and you came in wanting to improve your relationship with food. So you touched on a few of the other benefits that you, you know, you mentioned that you got as you went through the program. Let's talk about if it's okay with you kind of each one of those in a little bit more detail. So the reason that you said you started was to improve your healthy habits, improve your relationship with food. So would you mind just sharing a little bit more detail there of maybe what, what are some of the tools that you use that could help somebody listening now? And what, what sort of result did you see from those tools? That'd be helpful in that area. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like everyone, I mean, I grew up in diet culture, right? So I had this also very unhealthy image of what I should look like and what I should be. Um, and I actually was very happy with myself being um, the weight that I was and being of a big person. I, I, I enjoyed it. So I didn't think I had any problems with that area, right? Um, but it was affecting my health. Um, so I... The biggest thing for me that was so helpful was to stop worrying about how much I weigh. It was learning how to teach myself how to eat, um, to take a journal and write down the way that I feel after I eat everything, and just ask myself, like, is this worth it? You know, like, was that... um, was that Chinese food worth it? Sometimes the answer is yes, absolutely. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And being okay with that, I think, was the biggest learning for me. Um, there was a book that you had recommended um, called Intuitive Eating. And that book, I swear, just opened my eyes to just something that I had never heard of ever. I mean, and I don't know if maybe I was living under a rock or... <laughs> no, or no. You, I think a lot of people... I, I think more and more people are starting to hear about it, but what's tricky is they're almost hearing about it within diet culture. Like it's almost like intuitive eating like a diet, right? Which is yes. not the way we want to think about it. But but most people haven't thought about it as improving your relationship with food and learning your body's cues and all the things that we worked on together. So no, yeah. I don't think you were living under a rock at all. Well, and like um, just implementing the tiniest things. Like I remember the first thing I implemented and I was so scared to do it, right? Because Um, one of the things that you said is, uh, you know, don't restrict yourself. So if you really love, like, I love these Charleston chew little BB balls. They're so delicious. And if I have Mm -hmm. that bag in my house, um, I will eat the whole thing and it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I will figure out a way to eat it. So, um, your advice was just buy them. And I was like, you're crazy because no, I'm going to eat them. Like I can't eat that food. Right. And Like, no, no, buy them and just see what happens. Like, um, let yourself have some sit at the table, you know, set rules around when you can eat them and when you can't, you know, and I was really, really nervous, but it helped me so much. Like I loved the fact, like the day that I was like, eh, I don't want any. Was it's just, amazing, right? Yeah. It's amazing. It's so freeing. I know. Yeah. And I was like, who am I? Who is this yeah. person? So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that, that was a big thing. Sense. I love that so much. Yeah, and then also just focusing on my health. I think that that was a big thing that I was really missing. Um, and thinking of losing weight as just like a side effect of what I'm doing. Um, yes. And uh, because of the program, um, when I went to my last appointment about my liver, which was in August, 
I have the same numbers as someone with a healthy liver just by changing the way that I eat and having the side effect of losing 60 pounds. I mean, it's, it was, it's just been crazy. It's been a crazy journey and it's been amazing. I still get goosebumps when you say that. I, I literally just did goosebump moment. I, <laughs> I remember you sharing that with me when it happened and it awesome. was just, uh, it's incredible when we let go of diet culture and restriction and the guilt and shame cycle that goes yeah. along with that. And we just, I don't, I don't want to say just, cause I don't want to simplify it. It's very difficult. Oh, it's easier said than done. But when we, when we shift over to focusing on those healthy habits and not the weight related to that or not related to that, it's just becomes a game changer, but it's not easy, right? It's, it's not, it's not an easy thing to do, but we can do it. We can do hard things for sure. Yeah, for sure. And it is very scary. And yeah. I get that. I mean, it's it's not, um, I think also you have to be in like the mindset where you're like, I'm here for this. I'm going to just try it. And like, it doesn't matter what happens. Like I'm already at rock bottom. I can't get any worse from here. So let's just see yeah. what happens, you know, and that probably was yeah. the scariest part. Yeah, I um, I think that is so true. And, and here's what I think is interesting about rock bottom, right? Because I've been there as well. And I know a lot of us, probably a lot of people listening probably feel like, well, maybe I'm not at rock bottom or I haven't been at rock bottom, but I bet Rachel that what you're calling rock bottom, I bet people in your life maybe wouldn't even have known like your coworkers, right? You are highly functioning Mm -hmm. at your rock bottom, right? Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so I think a lot of us think that in order to be at rock bottom and and take these things seriously and work on our lives, we have to be like in bed all day, not functioning. (laughs) Right. And and that's just not what it looks like. We are worth taking care of ourselves you know, rock bottom doesn't feel as hard as we always make it out to be in our minds. And so rock bottom can also be like daily, busy working mom rut as well, as well. I know, I know yours, yours had the the health component to it as well, which was really tough, but so I find that interesting as well. Um, so, okay, that is super helpful about the healthy habits. Now, uh, talk to us a little bit about what happened with your job as you went through the program, because this gives me goosebumps too. So I'm, I'm excited for you that to share great. some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So um, like I said in the beginning, um, as I started like working on the health piece of this, I uncovered all, just so many things. Like I could probably talk about this for hours, but um I found out that I was being paid significantly less than two people on my team, two other people. um, And I just had been told for years and years that they were going to fix it and that it was going to be, you know, it was something that they were working on. And I trusted them. I did. I mean, and I had no reason to not, right? I wanted to and... Um, then when I found out the exact amount of how significantly I was being paid, um, less, I just was like, that's it. I'm done. Like, I'm not, I'm not waiting around for this anymore. Like I deserve better than this, you know? And so I, um, decided to use my communication skills that I had learned. Um, I set up a meeting and I talked to my upper leadership And it was so incredibly scary. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. at my company, kind of the thing to do if you want to raise is to threaten that you're going to quit. And to me, that's just not who I am. It's not, I I would never threaten something I'm not going to do, right? And at the time when this was going on, I was the sole breadwinner for our family and I was just not going to quit. So 
Um, also, I mean, it's just part of my integrity. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go that way. I feel like I'm a grown up. We can talk about these things. So I had a whole plan. I went in, I talked to them and basically they said, well, um, we can talk about it again in six months. And I just said, no, I want to do something now. You know, I was very mm-hmm. brave and stood up for myself, which is the one thing that I'm very proud of because it's not something I would have done, you know, in the mm-hmm. past. Yeah. Um, and so then I said, well, what are my options, you know, for now? And they gave me a few. And uh, one of them was I could become a leader. And one of them was I could look for something else inside the company. So I did both of those things. I went and I had a meeting where I was, you know, what does this look like? What does being a leader look like? How do I get there? Well, the the person who I was working with, it was a 12-month plan for me to become a leader. And that also just was not fitting in with my life. (laughs) So I just um, found a new job. I, um, I talked to someone else inside the company who I had been working with and they were, it was, it was two people. Um, they were both just like, come work for us, come work on our team. And I went like, you're crazy. Like, I can't do that job. I have no idea how to do that job, you know? And, and both of them are like, I, that's not a concern to me. I know that I can teach you. Like we've, you know, you have these skills that, um, are very moldable in this position and we just really want you to come and work for us. And I was like, you guys, no, like this is so far above my qualifications. Like I'm going to fail, you know, and that's, that is honestly my biggest fear is to fail or to let someone down really. And I had built a rapport with them that I really wanted to keep. And I had worked really hard on that relationship. And so I just thought I'm not messing this up for, any kind of money, right? Or any, anything. And they both were just very convincing and offered me the job and I took it. And when I called in to tell my boss that I accepted the position, she told me that they were able to work some magic and they were going to go ahead and give me the raise that, um, I had asked for. And I just, I just said, no, I, I really just stuck to what I said I was going to do. I know. I just want to like, yeah, sure. I know. I know. And that, I mean, honestly, that was something so out of my ordinary. Like I had already been waiting for this for what, three years. Um, and they hadn't done anything. And I think that they just thought I would continue to wait. And this was not the year I was doing that. So yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Another goosebump moment. So Mm And this new job was, it was a promotion. It was a significant pay increase. Yes, it was. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Based on what you were making before. Mm -hmm. And I, I love this for so many reasons, but a huge part of what we focus on in the working mom happiness method is knowing your value, knowing your worth, having your boundaries, your non-negotiables, and being ready to stand up for those and to communicate them, of course, in a respectful way, which Rachel did. Um, In fact, she and I talked through kind of some of the talking points she was going to take in there as well as part of the program. And it was just fabulous. We have a whole career development aspect of the program where we talk about some of this stuff. But, But the thing is, we in our minds, we tend to try to separate our career and our personal life. But the reality is what was going on here for Rachel, and I believe this is how it is for all of us, when we work on our value and our worth and our healthy habits in our personal life, it actually starts to have an effect on our professional life because they are one life. 
Yeah. And so Rachel was building this momentum and gaining this confidence as she was working on some of the things she's already described. And she took that right into the workplace. And what happens in the workplace, when you come with an energy like that, when you come with a professional, not a victim, she was not a victim. She did not come in with a victim mindset. She came in standing in her own power and knowing her worth and had a very professional conversation with her leadership. And what does it do? That energy actually creates opportunities that we didn't even know were there. It created this whole other opportunity for her with these people who saw her worth and saw her value. And that in turn related in the old team. I think they, the old team saw her worth and they saw your value, right? They just Mm -hmm. didn't realize how serious you were about kind of standing up for yourself in this way. And the, the, the knock on impacts that have, and we don't even know, like, like the door that opened for you, you didn't even know that was a possibility. In fact, you had like this massive imposter syndrome that you and I worked through at the time. Yeah. I can remember when, when they even offered you this, this new role because it was kind, it was above your, uh, well, it was a different level. It was a different level, but you were ready and now you're doing yeah. it, right? You're doing it yeah. and you're rocking it and it's, it's amazing. Well, I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> sure you're um, rocking it. <laughs> I, I will rock it. I, that's I what it I will so say. Much. I will rock it. But um, yes. right now I'm just, yeah. you know. Um, you're learning. In the learning yeah. stages. Yeah. yeah which course. is, is hard which is for me, right? Because yeah. I don't want sure. to let anyone down. I said that. But definitely. And I think that the biggest thing that was so helpful to me in that aspect was to definitely have, you know, points written down of why I was worth more than this and why I deserved more than this. And they weren't, you know how like when you write a resume and you're like, oh, this feels so braggy and it's really weird and uncomfortable. It wasn't like that. It was like, here are all of my stats that I have done. And these are the things that I've done. And this is where you are because of me. And, you know, it was just, it was so great to just point all of that out and then just be like, would you, and I even said, I said these exact words, would you do this job for this amount of pay? Like, would you? And, um, you know, the answer was clear to me, even though they didn't respond, but they wouldn't have, you know? Um, and I remember that you had also given me the advice to write down on just a little small piece of paper, like what I wanted out of the the meeting. What number? What number? What number? Calorie number. Yeah. Yeah. And what, um, I think I even wrote like the job title on there too, or something like that, that was, and as I was talking to them where I I could feel myself starting to back down, I just looked at that and I was like, no, like that little piece of paper gave me so much power. Cause it was like, this is what I'm worth. This is, this is who I am, you know? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And for those of you listening, uh, I actually have a blog post on the website. So womensbestlifeuniversity.com and go to the blog. You can see it. It's one of the tabs. There's a blog post on uh, 10 tips on how to ask for a raise. And I I actually have some of those tips in there. Uh, One of them is writing down what you want and looking at it, putting that energy into it. Because it can. It can boost your confidence in that moment of doubt. And I love that example, Rachel, that it did that for you. I think that's incredible. Yeah, definitely. So I love that so much. So yay. So thanks for sharing that. That's just, it's amazing. Uh, And then I'm wondering if you would share a little bit with us about, because you mentioned um, in the beginning of this, uh, the podcast, um, how to communicate a little in some different ways with your husband. You tried some new ways of communication. So talk to us a little bit about that and what was kind of what did you do and what was the result of that? Yeah. And this is probably the best part because I didn't even realize like I needed this, you know, (laughs) Um, but my husband was a stay at home um, 
parent forever. He took care of our kids, which I'm not, I, I mean, hardest job ever. I've had to start doing it now and I am like, it's hard. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really ask him for anything. I, I just took care of everything because he's taking care of the kids and that's hard. And yep, that, sure. the end, like I just never, um, you know, batted an eye of, of every single thing that I was taking care of that was just like hindering, you know, or just pushing me down, pushing me down. Um, and so I started talking to you and we started talking about relationships and how we should work as a team and just, and I just really started thinking like, this has to change. You know, I, I can't mm-hmm. keep doing all of this, right? Like I can't be so good in these other areas of my life and then still be taking on all of this stuff. So, yeah, um, it. yeah, it was, this was probably really hard too, because, um, you know, one of the things that you say is that like, we've made them comfortable with us doing this, you know, and um, we've trained them. Yeah. I did have him trained very well to just yeah. sit back and enjoy his life for sure. So um, it was hard. It was a lot of growing. Um, when I started talking to him, though, in the way that um, it talks about in the program, you know, where I'm I'm making him feel like he's helping me and um, I'm boosting up his uh, ego and things like that. They were just very simple, very subtle things that I could do. They made the biggest changes. So I think, um, let me explain just a little bit more about this. Sorry, I, I, my yeah, husband great. is the kind of guy who will help, yeah. but I have to tell him every single thing to do. So it's not even like I can, I'm saying he's cooking dinner because I've still told him what to get out and what temperature to put it on and how to season it, you know, like just every little thing. Um, And so explaining that to him was kind of really hard. Like, yes, you're helping me, but I'm still doing everything. It's just not my hands that are doing it, you know? Um, And we worked on it for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then finally one day he just, came downstairs and was like, all right, it's Sunday. It's grocery shopping day. I want to get this to make for dinner. And I was just like, I think I'm in the wrong house, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I love it. (laughs) It was so, it was so bizarre to me because I mean, we, we worked on it, but it wasn't like we were fighting on it, you know, like in my mind, um, the way that you work out problems with your spouse is, is you fight about them and then you make up and then everything's better. Right. So, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so just talking about it and like being like, this is what I need from you and clearly stating like what I want him to do and starting off small and moving into bigger, bigger things and, um, you know, not pulling the victim card in that either. Right. Like where it's like, I'm doing so much stuff, you know, and that just gets you nowhere. Like it just creates resentment, I feel like. So, um, yeah. You know, we just had actual, like, very healthy conversations between each other, stated what both of us needed, and then, like, the pumping up of his ego was so fun, too, because, I mean, who doesn't like to be treated like that, right? Like, I just, I I really enjoyed, like, telling him how great he was for helping me and how much time he had saved me, and I know it sounds cheesy, but it so helped us so much, and 
you know, he started a new job this year. He got, um, he's a, he's a teacher now. Um, so we've had a big shift in our house where now where he was the parent, I'm the parent where I was like the fun lady who just came around every once in a while. Now I'm the one like, <laughs> sure. I love it. you know, doing all the things, uh, taking care yeah. of all of the things with the kids, but um, our, our plan hasn't faltered, you know? So it's very, it's very strong where it's like, I get that you're learning something new and I get that this is hard for you and I can take on a little bit more while you're doing that, you know, but it's just, it's a, it's a conversation that we constantly have. And we haven't yet like reverted back to the space where, um, I am the only one doing any single thing around the house, you know? So it's been really great. It's been um, just, I don't know, it just happened so easily. It was just shocking, you know, being able to just talk that way to each other. Hi, please pardon my interruption, but I have a very important announcement that I'm so excited to share. The next round of the Working Mom Happiness Method group coaching program is officially open for enrollment. It's February 2022 right now. The next round kicks off on March 2nd of 2022, and I would love to have you join us. If you've been feeling overwhelmed or exhausted, struggling to maintain healthy habits, working on creating balance in your life between work and your home and your relationship and your kids and self-care, all of those things, that's exactly what we learned. You'll create your best life master plan document within the program with a group of women who are all struggling with the same things. We do it together in this amazing community and it will truly change your life. We've had women who've achieved goals during the program that they've put off for years. We've had women improve their relationships. I've had at least one lady in every single round get a promotion immediately following the program. So literally life-changing. If you want more information, all the details are at my website, womensbestlifeuniversity.com. The link for the specific info on the Working Mom Happiness Method group program is right here in the show notes. So scroll down, you can click it, or you can go to my website, Women's Best Life University, click on courses, find the Working Mom Happiness Method. You'll see all the details, the price, when we meet, and then you can click to enroll. And that enrollment form is basically just an intro questionnaire to make sure that it's the right fit for you before you officially enroll. So go ahead and fill that out. There are only 10 spots available, so don't wait. Click on the link now. Would love to have you. You are worth investing in yourself to change your life. You're worth it and it will change your life. Okay, back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Thanks for listening. So I love this so much for all the reasons, which is what I've said on everything (laughs) so far. But let me, let's just um, go into this a little bit because you truly, like this is what creating balance is, right? I don't really love the term find balance because we all have the same 24 hours in a day, right? We we just, you're not going to like magically find extra hours in your day. And we we know, and you, you learn this in the program too, right? Like cutting back on your sleep is not one of the options, right? So, so you, what you did, you did this in more than one way, but, but this specific where you're talking about here, asking for help from your husband Mm -hmm. helps us to create more balance. That is a way to actually create more time for ourselves or our job or, you know, whatever, wherever you need more of the time is to ask for help. And I love your specific example of it because 
as you said, you didn't even know it was something you needed when you came in. And, and that leads me to believe you had a good marriage. You had a decent marriage. I, I know it was a marriage that you had worked on, but mm-hmm. like you weren't in a bad place. And so this is, I think so many um, women, moms, working moms, anyone can relate to this where we just naturally take on all the things we just do mm-hmm. because yeah. we've learned growing up, society has taught us, or, or in some cases, our parents have taught us that our value and our worth is based on serving all those around us, taking care of us. And a lot of us watched our moms do that for our dads. Okay. And I know this is stereotyping, but it just is a reality for a lot of us, maybe not all of us, but for a lot of us. And so we just automatically take on that role and we start doing all the things. And I, and I do realize that your husband was, he was watching the kids, which was great. And he was willing to help, but it's like, we don't even realize how much we're doing until we really start to understand that our value and our worth has nothing to do with doing everything for our husband, Definitely, <laughs> like doing all the things around yeah. the house. And so I love that you identified it. And then you started communicating him in a way that we learn in the program, which it can sound cheesy. And honestly, it can really sound anti-feminist. And it's really not like I, I, it's really not because what you're doing is standing in your own power and asking for what you need. And that is yeah. very much supporting women. Um, but in order to do it with most men, um, I, I do think some of the younger generations that are coming up maybe won't necessarily be this way. But for if you're like a millennial or older, which probably covers most of the people listening, for most men, we're we're speaking to them in in the wrong ways when we're asking them to do things. And and that I, you were kind of saying like pump up their ego, and it's true. And that's that's kind of does sound cheesy, and for a lot of us, it sounds like infuriating, right? Like yeah. I rule, which I get. That's what I thought when I first learned this communication. Yes. Um, technique as well. I was kind of like, oh, that's so yeah. dumb. Like, <laughs> Me too. Like, why do I, but really what it is, it's not as cheesy as it sounds. It's really just showing them appreciation. Like it's yeah. really just, instead of criticizing what they've done, appreciating what they've done. And that really does lead to them doing more. And it's kind of magic. It takes some time, mm-hmm. but it's, it's kind of magic. And that's why it, it is, it, I believe it's rooted in more feminist views and taking care of ourselves, which is amazing. And Rachel, you did that so beautifully. I loved every, when we would talk, I loved when you would come and tell me like the progress in this oh. area. Cause I'd be like, it's working. And it worked for me too, in my okay. relationship as well. It's, it's really interesting. It is. And you know, like, I just want to touch on something that you said, um, yeah. is that I literally did not feel like I should have to ask him to do anything for me like that's his house too like he can look around and he can see that things need to be done but as I was talking to you and talking to him and and trying to just like figure out how I felt about all of this he literally said like my brain just doesn't work that way it doesn't I don't know how to look around and see that things need to be done and then I was like what kind of cop-out is this like you can look around and see that there's dishes that need to be done, that the garbage needs to be taken out. Like you're not blind. And he's like, you know, but yeah, but I'm like, I'm, I'm one, you know, train focused on doing this. Like those things don't bother me the way they bother you. And I think that was really eye opening too, because we were talking about that in the program, like how men's brains just work differently than women's. And, um, when I thought about it and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to drop a little bit of my pride, right? And just yeah. ask him for ask, help. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just ask it in a way that's not demeaning to him or demeaning to me, right? Like I am I just, I need this and I'm just going to do it. And I don't know, it just happened so fast. It was magic. Like I literally felt like 
I, that a wand had been waved and now we were just like living in this yeah. better life. Like, and like you said, like we did not have a terrible marriage. We are best friends. We've been together since we were sophomores in high school. I mean, mm-hmm. we just were stuck together, you know, and, um, yeah. it, I just didn't know that it could be better. Right. Like I grew up with a single mom, so I didn't yeah. even see her, um, taking care of anyone else. I was taking care of my sisters. I just figured like, that's the role that, um, you know, that I'm into and I'm going to just going to take care of my husband. And I just love that. I don't anymore. Right. It's just so nice. It's so nice. It really is. It's a game changer. And, um, it's, and going back to the brain things and how they work differently. I have posted about this on social media and Mm -hmm. I have had people flip out on me. (laughs) Like I've literally had people being like, no, that's not true. Men's brains aren't that different from women's brains. And, and the reality is biologically that is correct. That is true. Uh, Our brains function the same men and women. There are some, some, some differences, but this is nurture, not nature. Right. Yeah. And that's why I said that for some of the younger generations, like hopefully this will change and, and maybe this whole technique will change in the future as some of the younger generations come up. But if you are a millennial or older, the way that you're the, the man who you, if you live with a man, the way that you're the man you live with was raised is very different than the way you were raised just because of how society is. And so they really don't see the things that we see a lot of times or they don't care. So they don't see them. Right. So, and that is a difference. That's a difference Mm -hmm. in the way their brains are sort of wired neuropathways versus nature or sorry, nurture, not nature. So I want to point that out in case somebody's thinking that's not true. Their brains work the same way, but but they're, they're raised differently. And that actually does create different neural pathways in the brains. And so just wanted to call that out. But yeah, I, I love how well that went for you. And I love that it's still going strong. And now you're in this sort of new phase where you're both working and you have to figure out that partnership in that way and, and use the communication in that way, which is awesome. Well, and Katie, I'm telling you, had we not, had I not done this program, had we not started working on this, we would be divorced because this has been so incredibly hard on us. um, to live this new dynamic. And it's not, um, I, I just, I feel like I would have just given up because it's so incredibly hard, but you know, I, I, I know how to talk to him and I know that talking to him doesn't equal fighting, you know, and I I love love that. that. You have tools, you have the tools to get through this. That's amazing, Rachel. Like that, I mean, that it really, really is. I'm so glad that, that makes me so happy because that's my whole goal with this is, well, my whole goal isn't keeping people from divorcing. (laughs) But that's what I mean. Like my whole goal with this is, it is these techniques that I teach in the method changed my life. Mm -hmm. They, they, they legitimately led me to living my best life. And when that happened for me and, and, and they also, it, that included saving my marriage as well. And and my husband worked hard and I worked hard, both of us. But like these tools saved my marriage as well. And that's wh- just why I want to share them with the world. Because yeah. when when we as women live our best lives, it makes the world a better place. I know that's like cheese ball, but it just is it's actual true. reality. Yeah. Like it is. We can't argue with that. Nope. So. <laughs> So you're the best. Like, thank you so much (laughs) for, um, for just being so open and being willing to share and for being so engaged in the program. And and still it's amazing. You're so, you're inspiring to me, which is awesome. Um, the um, the last thing I would love to, um, just ask you is, do you have any advice for other working moms or out there or even just other women? Cause I, I always said all moms do work, all women do work. So it doesn't even have to be traditional what we consider working moms, but 
Any advice for women who are just overwhelmed and struggling and maybe um, exhausted and, st- and and struggling with healthy habits, kind of all those things that you would kind of end with? And I know you've provided a lot of advice as we've gone through, but anything that you would kind of end with? I think like to sum it up, um, this program has been life-changing. I mean, it, it really has. And I've been able to I um, keep up with what I learned for almost an entire year. So I think that's great too, right? Like it's something that I learned that's now just second nature. It's not something I have to think about. It's, but I will say it wasn't always like that. There were a lot of things that I questioned because it was new to me and it was scary. And that's really the honest truth is it, it was scary. It was scary to think about those things. It was scary to not have my crutch of um, my comfort zone. It was scary to, um, you know, deal with the consequences of speaking up and standing in my power. And, and I, and I get that. And I think I would just say, just do it. Like trust the process, trust being scared. Being scared is not always bad, right? Like it's just, um, it's just something different, but it's okay to have things be scary and don't give up um, because you honestly, like you deserve to have an easier, better life than what you have now if you don't love it. I mean, what's the point, right? Amazing. So um, Amazing. I think too, like if you think about breaking any cycle, it is very difficult. There are, you know, there's there's all kinds of different cycles, but I would the one that has, um, you know, pertained to me the most is breaking the cycle of using food in an unhealthy way. And when you're breaking any cycle, there are, it's incredibly difficult. There's a lot of people who, um, who want you to stay the same, right? Like you're in this little cog and you're part of this wheel and you either have friends who are, um, you know, or family even who just expect you to fit into that, that mold and that, that way that it goes. And then you're going to take a little chink out of the the chain, you know, and you're going to mix it up a little bit and it's very hard. And it's so much easier to just go back to doing things the way that you have been. Um, but it's not worth it. It's not, it's, it's worth it to work through those things. And then when you come out on the other side, you know, what, what people are there for you, you know, where you're going to land, you know, the people that are going to catch you, Um, and you just have, everything is just so much better. You know, you've kind of weeded out the things that you don't need and you have people around you who are supportive and loving and who want to see you succeed as well. And that's just incredibly amazing. And that's also something I never thought I needed or that I, I guess maybe I didn't think I didn't have it. I thought I had that, you know, and it turns out that, that, um, I did in a way, but now what I have is just so much stronger and better and um, healthier. So be brave. You can do it. That was so incredibly and beautifully said. And I just can't thank you enough again for sharing today and being willing. I, I really think that your story is going to inspire so many others. So thank you for that. And thank you so much for being here. And I'm wishing you all the luck moving forward in this new chapter where you're figuring out, you know, both of you working (laughs) uh, a new job, right? You have a lot of like news in your life that I'm so excited and wishing you all the luck. Well, thank you so much. And thank you again for every, everything that you did for being there for me, for, 
um, you know, encouraging me to try things that I thought were silly. Um, I just, I, I really can't thank you enough. This program has just been so invaluable to me and I just am really happy with the way that it turned out. Um, I talk about it all of the time. Um, and I just, I want you to keep doing what you're doing because you're helping people and it's just amazing. It's in more ways than I think you even know. So you're amazing. You're incredible. Thank you so much. Oh, well, you're so welcome. And thank you. That makes me feel so good. So thank you. As always, thank you so much for listening. Um, I am so excited about using these, uh, this method and what I teach here to hopefully change the world. So if you benefited from this, please go leave a review on the podcast. It helps more people see it. The more reviews I get, the more subscriptions and follows on the podcast will help more people see it. And if you know anyone in your life who might benefit, please spread the word and have them come and listen. Okay. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Working Mom Happiness Method. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share it with others who might benefit from listening. For show notes or to enroll in the Working Mom Happiness Method coaching courses, visit www.womensbestlifeuniversity.com.